Tuesday morning to you, Oregon. I'm Finn J.D. John, FJ at OffbeatOregon.com, and this is the Daily Offbeat Oregon Podcast. Since it is Tuesday, this is an archive show, first published as a newspaper column and podcast episode several years ago. Thanks for downloading, and I sure hope you enjoy it. This story was first published on June 22nd of 2014 under the headline, Pioneer Chinese Doctor Was a Municipal Treasure in John Day. First, an editor's note. This article is a reboot of one of the very earliest Offbeat Oregon history articles I wrote back in late 2008, although actually it was published early the following year. At that time, my skills as a public historian were very much in the greenhorn stage, and I'm afraid the earlier article kind of shows it. Its brevity and lack of historical context applied to such a fascinating topic have bothered me for some time, so with this article, I return to the topic to do it greater justice. If you're curious and would like to read the earlier article, there is a link to it on the article page at offbeatoregon.com. Here's the story. In the decade or two following the 1849 gold rush, a sort of Bracero program got started in the western U.S., Chinese laborers, called coolies after the Chinese term kuli, meaning muscle strength, poured across the ocean to the land they called Gold Mountain, eager to do the dirty, menial, and degrading jobs that were left to be done when all the Euro-Americans were off looking for gold or staking a homestead claim. Little is known today about the Chinese. Most had great difficulty learning English and spoke a pidgin version that the U.S. and British settlers found amusing, but not very useful as a basis for social connections. And most of their records were destroyed when San Francisco burned following the Great Earthquake in 1906. What is known is that the Chinese in early Oregon were treated as second-class citizens, openly so. By far the most horrific demonstration of how bad this discrimination could get was the massacre of 34 miners at Chinese Massacre Cove in 1887, a topic I wrote about in early 2012 in an Offbeat Oregon History article focusing on the fact that the leader of the gang of murderers who perpetrated this deed is still commemorated in a monument at the courthouse in Wallowa County. But there were also unconfirmed stories, unconfirmed but quite possibly and probably true. Stories of a gang of Chinese laborers deliberately entombed in tunnels with a dynamite blast at the end of a railroad job by an evil boss looking to save the cost of paying them off. Stories of accidental, quote-unquote, shootings of Chinese fellows caught outdoors after dark in violation of, quote, sundown rules, and things like that. And then, when the need for cheap muscle began to fade with the completion of the transcontinental railroad lines, the U.S. government slammed the door with the Chinese Exclusion Act, locking their second-class citizen status in by statute. But in John Day, there was one Chinese man whom the local residents would posse up to protect if they had to. His name was Ing Hay. He was better known as Doc Hay. He was a skilled Chinese physician. Doc Hay was born in 1862 in the impoverished and opium-ravaged Guangdong province in China. My apologies for my terrible pronunciation, by the way. I'm sure I just butchered that badly. 
In any case, he came to the U.S. 20 years later, leaving behind a wife and daughter in the old country. He would never see them again. At first, Hay did coolie work in the Walla Walla area. But later he moved to John Day, where he met a fellow traveler from the same part of China, a man named Lung On. Lung On, known to his Western friends as Leon, was a highly unusual man, and by all accounts a true genius. He'd arrived in the U.S. in 1882, and by 1887 he had mastered English with enough fluency to fit in in mainstream society. Most Chinese people never moved past crude pigeon jargon. He soon was riding with cowboys, wearing a six-shooter, and bending elbows and playing cards with buckaroos in saloons. He moved easily and fluently between the two worlds, the underground world of Chinese expats living apart from the, quote, barbarians, and the mainstream English-speaking world of farmers and merchants and cowboys. And pretty much everyone from both worlds loved him. When the first automobiles arrived on the scene shortly after the turn of the century, Lung On became an enthusiastic early adopter, and with a partner opened a Pontiac dealership, the first auto dealership in Oregon, east of the Cascades. In Ing Hay, Lung On knew he'd found a man as extraordinary as himself. Hay was a trained and successful pulsologist, meaning he was trained in diagnosing medical issues just by feeling the pulse of the patient in different parts of the body. Today, this sounds like New Age hokum, and so perhaps it is. But it's part of a long tradition of medical practice in China, and even there, very few people were able to practice it. Hay was clearly one of them, and it enabled him to perform a sort of parlor trick to demonstrate his competence. First, of course, he would feel his patient's pulse, and then, quote, Former patients of Doc Hay state that he often told them what was wrong with them before they said anything to him. Barlow and Richardson report in their book. In fact, Hay delighted in surprising his patients with this diagnostic technique. This gifted but reticent healer and this boisterous and friendly showman soon went into business together, forming a company and a friendship that would last for the rest of their lives. The Cam Wa Chung Company, which translates into Golden Flower of Prosperity. Hay proved especially effective in dealing with what was known in the day as blood poisoning septic infections. And septic infections were a big deal. Back then, every time you cut your hand or even pricked it on the wrong piece of barbed wire fence, you faced a real risk of death. If you were unlucky, your hand would swell up the size of a grapefruit, red streaks would appear on your skin moving towards your heart, and you'd die. Western medicine at the time was essentially powerless against this. And everyone in eastern Oregon was constantly working around livestock and barbed wire. Blood poisoning was a leading cause of death in rural 1880s Oregon. Doc Hay's blood poisoning cure was an herbal decoction which he cooked up at the Kim Wa Chung building and sealed up in quart beer bottles. A patient would pour out a 12-ounce draft of the stuff, which of course tasted horrible. But after faithfully following the course Doc Hay prescribed, the patient would get better every time. Over the first few decades of the 20th century, conventional doctors joined the fledgling American Medical Association in trying to have Hay prosecuted for practicing medicine without a license. This should have been an easy case. He had no license or formal credentials of any kind. The problem was no jury in Grant County would convict him. For them, his record was license enough. Another interesting side note, 
Old-timers in John Day told Barlow and Richardson that not a single one of Doc Hay's patients died during the terrible Spanish flu epidemic that killed so many people around the world, about 3,500 of them in Oregon, in 1919. Not one. Doc Hay and Lung On weren't perfect people, of course. As a young man, Lung On loved gambling of all types, from Fantan to Pharaoh, but especially horse racing. He and Hay had some strident fights when he lost. And Doc Hay was an occasional opium smoker right up until the drug was outlawed in 1905. In fact, the Kamwa Chung building occasionally served as an opium den. Both men were big disappointments to their families back home in China, who frequently wrote begging them to come home, which they could not for fear of being prevented from returning, or at least send money, which they did only very sporadically. The end came in 1940 when Lung On suddenly sickened and died, and nothing Doc Hay could do seemed to make a difference. Hay took this very hard, and very personally, as if he had failed his friend in his hour of greatest need. Doc Hay continued practicing after that, but it wasn't the same, and he was plainly miserable without his lifelong friend. Toward the end, his eyesight started failing. By the time of his death in 1952, at the age of 82, he was completely blind. When Doc died, the Kamwa Chung and Company building was boarded up and deeded to the city of John Day. In 1967, the city belatedly realized it owned the place and had the boards removed. They found everything in place. It was like a time capsule. Under Doc Hay's bed was a box containing $23,000 in uncashed checks. Checks from people who, he had told a friend, needed the money more than he did. Kamwa Chung has since been turned into a museum, which is well worth visiting. Key sources in this story included works by Jeffrey Barlow and Beth Harrington. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for listening. This podcast is part of Offbeat Oregon History, a public history resource for the state we love. More info is at our hub page at offbeatoregon.com. Offbeat Oregon is a division of Pulp Lit Productions, a boutique publishing house about which more can be learned at pulp-lit.com. Speaking of which, if you enjoy listening to me... You might check out some of my audiobooks. You can find them most easily with a search for my name on audible.com. Most of them are old pulp stuff, H.P. Lovecraft, Edgar Rice Burroughs, etc., but at least two of them are offbeat Oregon history type stuff. Check them out if you're so inclined. This podcast is covered under a Creative Commons license. For details, see offbeatoregon.com cc. Our theme music is by the Atlas String Band and was written by Carmen Ficara. Listen and download more at atlasstringband.com. Questions, critiques, ideas for a future episode? Email me at fj at offbeatoregon.com. Episodes of Offbeat Oregon History are uploaded around 6 a.m. every weekday, so the next one will be on your device and ready to go before you know it. Until then, go out and fill up the rest of the day with good stuff. Bye now. Bye now.